and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I'm Priscilla McKinney. I'm the Little Bird Mama and CEO here. And with me today is Ashley LeBlanc back by popular demand because the crowds just roar for you, sister. (laughs) Can I just say, we don't do this enough. Like if you're listening to the podcast, I feel like you might hear Priscilla and I talking all the time, but I feel like we could record one of these episodes like every day. Yeah, because I totally enjoy it. We're talking about things that are emerging as new issues that are really interesting, um, or we're talking about these dang persistent challenges in this field that we're still trying to wrap our brains around and we're trying to, you know, think about correctly, like frame correctly, and then at the end, answer them correctly. Like, what are we going to do about it? But there's some of these nagging issues that are in the marketing and advertising world that just seem to never resolve themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have so many of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, today we're going to talk about a couple of things we, uh, we feel that people aren't talking about enough, or at least are very emerging um, topics of interest that I think you should be asking about. And we're just going to be really quick with it, just give you kind of a, um, a quick view of, of three different subjects that we think are important to be talking about. And then if you want more info, let's keep the conversation alive out on social. But I think as with anything, any day, it's great to start talking about cookies. Do you want to start talking with, about cookies? It is. Girl Scout cookie season right now, but that's not the cookies we're talking about. (laughs) But while we're there, favorites, Mm -hmm. mine is Thin Mints. Okay. They came out with a new gluten-free caramel chocolate chip one. And I tried it this weekend. It was very good. Oh, okay. But I have hard, fast rules about put the Thin Mints in the freezer. Oh yes, of course. There's no other way. Right. Okay. Um, Also, I mean, they make you thin because it's like right Right. there in the name. It's in the name. They can't lie. (laughs) Marketers can't lie. (laughs) No, especially not marketers who work with Girl Scouts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what we're really talking about cookies, obviously, is the advent of privacy laws, which is making it uh, nearly impossible. Thank God for all consumers to be tracked everywhere. So, um, people call them cookies, but I also like to refer to them as breadcrumbs. Like here are all the places I've been, you know, if you have kids like I do, then, you know, everywhere they ate. And if they ate in your bed, you're in a lot of trouble. (laughs) And I, I'm going to make a confession right now. I actually, and I feel like as a marketer, we don't say this, but I love to be targeted for ads that actually work. Right. And so, you know, if you've noticed this, all of a sudden you're going to all these websites and it's like, can we track your cookies? Right. You have to hit allow or deny on sites that I really care about. I hit allow because if they're going to target me for an ad, when I need their product, the most, they just made my buying process so much easier. So I actually I love I, cookies. I do too. And this is so funny because I tell the story, this is ancient, but I like this very little known singer songwriter. And she actually happens to be from a town that's about an hour and 15 minutes from here. And I talked about her on Facebook all the time. And I got served up an ad that said that she was coming one Christmas and a one night only thing. And did I want tickets? And I just remember being bowled over so appreciative that they knew I had mentioned her name in some random post somewhere because I bought like, I think 25 tickets. It was our gift to all of our friends that, that Christmas, because I like it when they use the data to actually be relevant to me. I am so with you on that, Ash. Yeah, it's a big deal. So with 
you know, Google is trying to phase out cookie tracking by 2023. And with that happening, yes, you are going to, as an advertiser, as a marketer, you're going to lose a lot of details of, um, you know, uh, activity of how you can track people. But there's a lot that you're not going to lose too. I mean, we also take to social media and put out a lot of public information about ourselves. And that information is not going away at least not on the social media channels. No, I think what it means is like for branding is that, you know, once upon a time, somebody used to have to call up somebody in an office way at the top of the building at Madison Avenue and say, can you make an ad for us? (laughs) Can we make a commercial? And, you know, and then people had to have martinis. (laughs) Then they came up with an ad campaign. And so it was this very like broad appeal to the gen pop, (laughs) you know, and then they tried, brands tried to get traction from there. But really with the advent of cookies, it was like a very different world, a complete different wild, wild west, where now brands were able to go to one-on-one marketing, like a small little disruptor brand could talk to you, Ashley, who said that you liked these kinds of socks. (laughs) We always come back to socks. I don't know why, (laughs) but you know, and so you happen to be a sock aficionado. And so this sock company that's disrupting brands everywhere is able to know that about you and deliver something so specific to you. So it it was the advent of this real one-to-one world of advertising. And now with cookies, we're seeing some of that is going to collapse. And then companies need to be mindful of that because they are going to need to think about the strategy of their large gen pop awareness type of campaigns. But that doesn't apply to everybody. And I love the point that you say about social and how that actually will change things. Okay, so the next thing we want to talk about is a bit of a trend. Um, (laughs) I'm going to be using my air quotes trend, but we do know that so many more people are talking about corporate social responsibility. And while now it has a nice little acronym of CSR and everybody thinks they're really, you know, super smart if they start using it. The point is this, it's about values driven branding, values driven action at companies. And there's a couple of different like plays here. Obviously people trying to do something for better for the world at large. They're trying to do something for their customers at large or prospect, you know, customers and, and really try and say, well, this is what we stand for as a brand. And this is what we will do. And this is what we won't do, but it's also about employees. So there's like this three pronged, you know, um, view of, uh, uh, corporate social responsibility. So what are you hearing, Ash? Yeah, I was going to say exactly that. From the employee standpoint, it's just as important as the consumer standpoint. Consumers want to know where brands, where companies stand on certain issues. But almost, I would argue, more importantly, employees want to know those same things. And by being vocal, by having things set in place, it gives your employees a chance to jump on board. And this is kind of going to tease our next point, but all of your employees are micro influencers. So if you want to get a brand message out there, especially about inclusivity or anything, you know, that your brand stands for having your employees on board from the start will generate a much larger social conversation about what your company believes rather than you just pumping out a corporate message. Yeah, because nobody wakes up in the morning and is so excited to get your corporate message. Exactly. <laughs> I don't care Especially what corporation you are. Brand inclusivity. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like- right. 
but if you want to hear a couple of great tips too, I had recently, um, Michaela Gascon, she is the CEO and the powerhouse, um, behind KJT group. And she and I just did a podcast about leading from core values. And if you're interested in a little bit more about what CSR is doing, where it's trending and what you need to know, trust me when I say that even if you are a very small company, you can lead from values. If you're a huge company, of course you can. So to me, it's just like sometimes little companies think, oh no, that's for the big guys. You know, and they have this responsibility to do this and this and this. I'm like, I don't think that size exempts you. So I think leading from core values from the beginning is super interesting, but check out that podcast if you want to hear more about it. So I, I, let me say one other thing and just to underline it, we've kind of said it already, but just to underscore, you know, when your employees do know your values, they know what you stand for, they know what you're involved with, it can excite them, but also it can be a big attractor of mm -hmm. the best and brightest. And so let's kind of, you're right in that the next conversation we're going to have about micro influencers, which is kind of the next big topic we want to tackle. These play back and forth with each other. So Ash, why don't you start? What are you hearing about like micro influencers and B2B, what we know about it and what we think brands can do? Well, I mean, I feel like it's just a known fact that people trust each other considerably more than they trust brands and the social media algorithms, they know that. So personal published content will always out favor a, a brand content, right? You posting from your personal LinkedIn page will get greater reach than a brand posting from their corporate page. So the algorithms know that that's all factored into that. So Across the board, micro influencers, you know, it's kind of this, this buzzword, but really the employees at your company who are activated on social media, talking about the industry, talking about your brand, talking about what, what you do are actually seeing a way higher ROI, whether it's clicks back to your website, sales, whatever your goal of it may be, we're seeing way higher ROI than just your company publishing to social. Right. And, you know, one of the things about social influencers or micro influencers is that the employees got ignored for a long time. They were kind of like pushed into this weird employee advocacy. Like you have to say this about the brand. Okay. We have joked around about this a lot. That doesn't work. People quit trying to force your employees to do something that they don't intend to do just out of their own you know, um, <laughs> natural energy and love for your brand. It has to be organic. It has to be natural. Um, but we have long been proponents of the corporate LinkedIn feed as really being seen by the company as a library of sorts. It is not the thing that is going to move the marketing needle because of what Ashley said. People connect to people. They don't connect to brands in the same way. And so when you put that, that feed, of course, we're a content um, marketing company for B2B. So we create a lot of good corporate communication, but that has its place and then it has its limits. So if you do not activate your uh, employees into that point, I would say if you don't professionally develop your employees and invest in your employees and help them understand how really positive social influence can also be an amazing part of building their career and building their brand at the same time that they're building your brand and your growth goals, then you're really missing the point. 
And I think that's huge, you know, creating any sort of like employee advocacy program is not about, as you said earlier, saying, here's what you need to say and how you need to say it. It's about enablement and it's about encouragement, right? How can you enable and encourage your employees to be themselves socially online, but talk about your brand, but talk about what you sell, all of those things, but it should not sound exactly like your corporate message because that's not authentic. Right. And the thing is that people who miss this really miss this amazing exponential value to having micro influencers in their company, because a lot of times people talk about these brand evangelists. Yeah, but they don't work there. But how much easier is it to get people to be brand evangelists when they do work there and they are privy to what's going on in the company? And so by not activating that, not getting that kind of exponential value. Okay. And what I mean by that is I have the corporate feed. That's one that's one, uh, you know, uh, uh, one account, <laughs> but if you have 10 or 1200 employees, you just got that exponential value of that message, being able to be broadcast and shared in an interesting way. And what that really ends up resulting in is visibility, brand visibility, huge. And we like to say here, you know, what unseen is unsold. So do you want your brand to be seen? In order to do that, you really have to be able to engage and and spark, inspire activation and engagement from your employees in order to really get your brand across these channels and, and, and be able to benefit from the influence that they have. So those are just a few thoughts from Ashley and I, of course, we love to get together and just shoot the shit about marketing stuff, but we need to get together more, as she said, um, but we hope that these just start are, are you know, just seminal conversations. They're conversations you need to be having with your team. You need to be having with your agency of record. You need to be have having with your peers and really asking better and better questions. That's how we're going to sharpen the saw. That's how we're going to get it out there and put out a meaningful message that is relevant. So we're not polluting, um, you know, social media and polluting blogs and just like nobody needs more content guys. We need things that are more uh, uh, fixated on really serving our most ideal clients. So we hope that these thoughts have helped you and keep the conversation. We'll see you out there online. So from all of the peeps here at little bird marketing, have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.